Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in her space, the other one is they mock you and compliment you at the same time. So that passive aggressive, like, oh, Dom, that article you wrote was so good. Who helped you write it? Little shit like that, girl. That little petty, subtle shit where you're like, is she joking or is she not? Mm -mm. Or... Yeah, when you're when you have to say to yourself, "Oh, damn, that was a backhanded compliment." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You got a question. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your, your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Our quote of the day comes from Buddha. An insincere and evil friend is more to be feared than a wild beast. A wild beast may wound your body, but an evil friend will wound your mind. I'm going to let that last part sink in. An evil friend will wound your mind. Dang, that's deep. <laughs> it is, I'm right? Like, Ouch. Right? Like, damn. Like, you can heal from physical wounds. But those mental and emotional wounds, tough. Damn. But friends, we all got them, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things that when I think about friendships, I realize that, you know, friendships evolve over time on levels. So the friendships you've had with people for years, or some of us decades, those friendships evolve, right? But then also the types of friendships that mean more to you may also evolve as you evolve. So I think about like my four-year-old niece. If I ask her who's her friends at who are her friends at school, she'll list the people in her class, right? Everybody, (laughs) everybody, right, right. And she may have one or two people in the class that she's closest to. Chances are, the people that she's closest to in the class are the people who also are sitting in closest proximity Mm -hmm. to her, right? Exactly. That's a four-year-old's level of friends. Yeah. I ask my grandmother, who's in her 80s, about friends. And her definition of friends may be different. And she's experienced, at her age in life, she's experienced a lot of loss, a lot of death. So people that she's been friends with 
some of them aren't here anymore. How often she sees certain friends. Probably, some of them probably rarely. And so, and how she stays in touch with those friends may be different. She may be friends with some of the people at church that she probably, a couple decades ago, probably would have never thought she'd be friends (laughs) with, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then, and and that's a big age range in between, you know, like my four-year-old niece and my grandmother who's in her 80s. That means there's a lot of room for change and evolution in between. Mm -hmm. And you think about the different phases of life we are in, in between four and 80-something. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. It makes me think about when I was a child, like when I was younger, I wouldn't say child, but just when I was younger, how I used to want everyone to be my friends. And I'm like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. My mom will be like, "Mm -mm, that's an acquaintance. That's not your friend. Right. Or like "Mm -mm, that person's not your friend. You just, you know, you had a conversation with them and they seem cool. But like, what does a friend really mean to you? Right. That's kind of what it makes you think about. And also, I feel like the older I get too, like, I don't really have a lot of time for the friends that are not get you know it's like it should be a give and take right Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes you'll meet someone you click with them you're like oh we got really good energy but you have to think about how is this going to evolve over time right and what is who is this person really because it kind of is like vetting or it's it's sort of like dating in a way right when Mm -hmm. you get to meet someone and then you got to see how does this person act when we have a disagreement or you know when I share my information a secret or information do they go and run to everybody or you know what I mean so there's a lot to consider there there is. And I also think about like what you, as you were talking, one of the things that came up is like that friends can have serve different purposes. Yes. And, and how long they stay, you know, you hear that phrase like reason, season, lifetime, right? That's real. That there are people in your life for, each person is in your life for a specific reason. For some people, that reason may be for them to be around for a lifetime. For other people, that may, they may be have, have a small season, right? And we're in a society where we like to call everyone our friend. I was watching a CNN special on the 2000s, and they mm-hmm. were talking about the evolution of social media, mm-hmm. how, it's, how it's blown up in the 2000s. And... On Facebook, you can have 7,000 friends, right? And we're calling them friends. But the reality is, out of those 7,000 people, maybe seven are your actual friends. For real, for real. For real, for real friends, right? What you would consider your close, intimate friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's so many like levels to this. So do you want to dive in? You ready? Let's do it. Let's dive on in. So let's talk about this. So like, so I mentioned Facebook. Oftentimes the people that we have on social media, if you have 7,000 friends, have you met all 7,000 of those people in real life? Nah, not at all. Doubt it, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) And chances are some of those people that you're connected with on social media, you might see in the streets and wouldn't even have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. 
Oh shoot! Wouldn't even know it was them, you know. Exactly. <laughs> like, That's an even you, better point, right? right? You walk by, it's like, oh hey, I'm your friend on Facebook. Oh. Okay, that was awkward. No, I'm just playing. But you, you never know. You never know. <laughs> no, that's real. You might exactly. never know. Exactly. Those people, the majority of those people, would be kind of in that category of what I would call like an acquaintance, mm-hmm. right? Because an acquaintance is someone who isn't aware of all the intimate details of your life, right? An acquaintance is someone who the relationship is pretty surface level. Mm -hmm. If I see you in the streets, maybe I say hello, maybe I won't, right? An acquaintance is someone who I might not have a conversation about controversial topics with. Mm -hmm. One of the things that people traditionally say you don't talk about, and I think this has kind of changed over the more recent years, but people generally say that the topics that you avoid in conversation Religion, politics, money, and sex. And sex. Yeah, and sex. Okay. Right? Yep. An acquaintance, you're not having a conversation with with them about any of these things, Mm -hmm. any of these topics. That's an acquaintance. Yeah. Or if you do, it's very surface level. You may identify your political party, and if they align with you, then maybe you'll have a surface level conversation Mm -hmm. about it, but you're not going to dive deep. Yeah. Right? Generally, our acquaintances are people that we work with, right? And I know that a lot of times we get in these workspaces and the expectation is that, oh, these are my friends. I call this my, my, my work husband or my work wife. And this is my, and we say that we have this level of closeness because we spend the majority of our mm-hmm. week with these people, right? Yeah. And on some level, they do know personal things about us because, again, we're spending a, a lot, the majority mm-hmm. of our week with them. Yeah. The reality, though, is that they are truly an acquaintance. And I have some questions if you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's dive in. Okay. So how do we know if a person, our colleague, is an acquaintance or a friend? Have you ever been to their home? Mm. See, that's a good point. I feel like most colleagues are, in my experience at least, they are acquaintances, but there are some of those folks that trickle in and they become deeper, you have deeper friendships. So there are a few people I can think of where I'm like, I've been in their house and maybe they've been to mine and we've had those conversations. But for the most part, I think that's spot on. Now, have you ever been to their home Mm -hmm. for more than just I'm dropping you off Mm -hmm. from at the end of the day? Yep. Or outside of the holiday party. Mm -hmm. Because we can easily be at people's homes for that, right? Exactly. And they're still just an acquaintance. Yep. Do you ever get together on the weekends? If y'all have kids, do your kids interact? Mm, That's a good thing to consider. Outside of the holiday party, have they met your spouse, your partner, or your kids? Or other significant people in your family. Mm -hmm. Because they may know about them. Exactly. And seen pictures. Right. But have they met them in person? Yeah. Right? Have they ever bought you a gift based on remembering something that they know you liked? That's more than just an acquaintance at work. If they have done that. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think that... um, 
I think it's important to know. I mean, I don't think it's necessary to like write down a list of like, these are all of my acquaintances. These are my friends. But mm-hmm. just making a mental note because sometimes we may put expectations on people. You may be vibing with this person and you're like, you know, you sit next to each other at the office or you tell them all your, you know, all your business and girl, let me tell you what's going on. And then you find out later, oh, she done told sis down the hall all your business. And you're like, oh, damn, I thought you were my friend, but really we were acquaintances and I had this expectation from you, but that's not what it was. So I think it really is important to figure out like, where do these people stand so that you also know how to show up or right. how to have a conversation around what you might desire. Maybe you want this to go further. I've met people before and I'm weird like that where I vibe with someone. And I'm like, I kind of want you to be my friend. We should be friends because as an adult, I'm like, yo, let's just be direct. And it is what it is. If we vibe, right. yo, let's see what this friendship thing is, is, is hitting for, you know? Exactly. And so asking them, mm-hmm. so like trying to make that discernment of trying to discern whether or not they are your friend whether they are hanging around you because they want to be your friend or if they have an ulterior motive to mm-hmm. go to go spread your business to everyone else in yeah. the office or have an ulterior motive related to the work relationship, that, right? Or just convenience. Maybe they're just like, yo, I'm just going to talk to her because she's right next to me and I don't have anyone else to talk to. So I think, it, yeah. Right. So it's yeah. not that I necessarily care about her, exactly. but she right here. So mm-hmm. I see her 40 hours out of the week. Okay. I might as well, right? Exactly. So then also figuring out like other questions to ask. Do they ask you real questions about your life goals and plans? So if they want to know more about you, that's what that's, this question is really mm-hmm. diving at. Like, do they really care about who you are as a person as opposed to who you are as Terry, employee right. X at, at Y company? Exactly. Right? Really trying to get to know your non-work self. Mm-hmm. Now, here's an interesting one. Do they put their need for their money before your friendship? Mm. are they so focused on their work that that is coming like their whatever mm-hmm. their goals are in the office yeah. is coming ahead of really getting to know you they're just using you to figure out how to get to this next level yeah or just like a competition or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. once you figure it out that this person is maybe, you know, they're not so much an acquaintance yeah. that, okay, this is the person that, yeah, we we at work and we vibe, but this person has met my family. Mm-hmm. And this person has been in my house on a non-holiday event. This person knows about more personal things, like goals that I want out of life. And I know the same for them. Mm-hmm. So maybe now we have what you would call a casual friendship. Okay. Okay. So with this casual friendship, we're making plans to kind of see each other outside of work. So, oh, let's go get brunch on Saturday. Or let's have a play date with the kids. Or come to friends and family day at my church. That casual friend is going to show up at these things, right? But you all still haven't really, like, gotten to know each other Mm -hmm. yet. So they might not know your whole family history. They they might not know about your family that lives on the East Coast. 
when you live in on the West Coast, right? They may know that somebody exists over there, but they don't know details about that. But they're cool to hang out with on the weekends. That's a casual friendship, right? But this is someone you wouldn't necessarily call. And of course, this is all general, right? There are definitely situations where you're like, wait, well, I have a casual friend and you know, we did this thing together. So this is just more like a guide for you to kind of think about where do these people fit into my life? But like typically with a casual friend, you wouldn't call them if you needed your tire fix and you have a flat. It's like, eh, maybe not the casual friend, right? Right, right, right. Unless your flat tire happened right outside or down the street from that friend's house, exactly. right? Yeah. It's about, con- so in that instance, it's about convenience, mm-hmm. okay? Now our next level. And notice I spent so much time talking about the acquaintances because the majority of us have more acquaintances than we do these other levels of friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So we now we go, we progress from acquaintance to casual friendship to now we have a close friend, right? So this close friend is this person who I'm intentional about wanting to spend time with this person. So I make it a point to find time to engage with them. This person may also be the person who, while we're having dinner, we're going to talk about more intimate details of our life, right? So we may have a conversation about my relationship, right? We may have a conversation about some of the struggles I might be having with my health. Mm -hmm. We may have a conversation about how my kids are truly doing in school. And so this is the person that you call on when you need them, right? So this is the person, this close friend is this person who you got a flat tire across town and you're going to call that person because they're going to come sit with you and wait for AAA to come and change your tire. Or maybe they may get out there and change the tire for you because they know because that's a skill they have, right? That's that close friendship. When you get that new promotion, that close friend is that person who's celebrating with you. And it may mean now, you know, over time, we talk about like how friendships evolve over time. Your friend that you've had since college Maybe that close friend, right? Because they know they've they've been riding with you since college. And so chances are they started off as an acquaintance because it was like, oh, we had our intro to psych class together. (laughs) So, you know, that's how we got to be friends because we started studying. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess you seem cool Mm -hmm. outside of psych class and then you've evolved right to a casual friendship and then you graduated and it was like huh is it somebody that I still want to keep around and fast forward 10 years and y'all are still friends right that's a closer friend this friend saw some stuff when you were evolving in college and you may you may not talk to them every day but this is a person that you know you could call Mm -hmm. if some shit's going down at the office or maybe you're having like a relationship struggle or maybe you need some advice with your kids. You're going to call this friend, right? And you're like, Dom, well, that seems like some pretty, that's probably a small group of people. 
I thought you said we had four levels. There's more? <laughs> I was trying to say it like, I was trying to say it like the person listening, like, wait, there's more now? Yes, yes there is more T, right? There is more. So that top notch friend. I'm excited about this one. That intimate friendship, yes. right? Yes. Most of us only have a couple of people who we would truly consider that intimate friend. Yes. That friend where probably no subject is off limits. Yeah. Like for me, I think about my best friend, DeAndra. Mm-hmm. We have been friends since the fourth grade. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Your niece's age. So she might have her, she might be in class for her, niece, for her uh, BFA. Right, right. What, since fourth grade? Fourth grade. Oh, I have to, okay. Tell me more. I'm going to ask you some questions about this. So here's the thing. So here is how you know. So an intimate friendship is one that will last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So again, we have seen each other evolve, like truly evolve Mm -hmm. because we've been friends since we were nine. Wow. There are things that we know about each other that other people might not know. And... And it's been like that. Mm -hmm. I know that I could call her at any moment. And she lives in Louisiana. But I know that I could call her at any moment. And she's going to make herself available for me. And she is going to give me the honest truth. Mm -hmm. No matter how ugly it is. That's right. And I know that it's coming from a place of love. And I would do the same for her. And it's been like that. Yeah. Since Ben Ben. Yeah, since Ben Ben. Yeah. Real quick, did you say your niece was four or she was in the fourth grade? She's four. Oh, okay. My bad. Because yeah. I was like, I just, okay, clearly yeah. I got confused. But you know what I was saying. Yes, though. I get what you were saying, though. Yes. But I love that you brought that up, though, because I think about my BFF and our relationship. We don't have that much time in the game, but we were friends since what? I think eighth grade or so. Mm-hmm. And so we've evolved. We've grown over the years. She knows all my secrets. So she's stuck with me now. So, you know, Mina, you already know what it is. Um, but I really, I really appreciate having that, that friendship because when things come up in life, it's so good to know that you can always call someone for something. I mean, we, nothing's off topic. We've had controversial conversations. We've disagreed about things. Mm-hmm. And I love that we have communicated about the difficult conversation. So I wanted to ask you about your friend. Like one thing Mina and I have done in the past couple of years is like do it like a friend check-in. There were things that may have happened or a certain way that one of us may have responded and being able to like address those things and know that our friendship isn't going to be over because of this. But like, I just want to let you know, I didn't like the way you said X, Y, Z. Or one thing I love that we do, we can hang out together and both be silent. Like we can both be doing our own thing. And I love not having to be on, not having to like, I've taken a nap in her bed while she's at home with the kids. Like just knowing that you can just let your hair down and be is so nice. I love it. As soon as you said nap, I know when DeAndre listens to this that she was pro- <laughs> that she probably laughed because <laughs> I every time I go home and I go to her house, mm-hmm. it is rare that I don't fall asleep, yeah. right? It's just something about being in that space. Like, yeah. it just feels so safe and it feels so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I usually fall asleep. 
and she's usually talking, mm-hmm. and she doesn't take offense if I happen to fall asleep, because yeah. mm-hmm. no no offense is meant by exactly. it. But yeah, that it's a safe, comfortable space, and it, I can easily do that. Yeah. Um, in terms of addressing issues or conflict or mm-hmm. when we don't agree, I think that as we've gotten older. I think we've gotten better. Yeah. More so me have I've gotten better cuz she's always been very vocal okay. and very direct. Nice. Um I've gotten better of saying like I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Um but we both engage with each other in a way that sometimes we don't we don't necessarily have to say well say directly say well Let's revisit that time when we didn't, because there was something that you said that I didn't agree. Mm-hmm. We've gotten better about bringing it up kind of in the moment or close to the moment. Okay. But in the past, we have had conversations where, like, I can remember one time where she called me. It was maybe a, a few months after I had said something that offended her. Mm-hmm. And... And we died, we, like, she shared it with me, and I think initially I might have been a little defensive. Yeah. And we talked it out, Mm -hmm. and we were fine. Yeah. I can think back to a time when we were, I think that was in middle school, and she was having her group of friends, and I was having my group Mm -hmm. of friends, and... We are, I think she didn't like my friends or our groups of friends weren't getting along. There was something, you know, it's been so many years, like my memory's a little fuzzy. But (laughs) I think there was something where we just kind of like, we weren't really hanging out as much. And our moms got involved because our moms were like, these two were joined at the hip. Why are y'all not, what the hell is going on? And I remember they put, got us back on the phone. Really? And when we got back on the phone, like, we had a conversation. I can't even remember what was said. That All is I know so is that cute. we were fine. I could picture young Dom and her friend. <laughs> That's so adorable. <laughs> so, I, we've had, like, moments of conflict over yeah. the years. But one of the things that makes this an intimate friendship mm-hmm. is that this, no matter what conflict we have, we always resolve it. Yeah. And it's all we always know that... This is my girl. Exactly. And this is a lifetime. Yeah. Like, she ain't getting rid of me. You ain't going nowhere. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I feel you. you. And I think another thing that I like is the fact that if one day we don't feel like talking, like maybe I'll call or she'll call, we can clearly be like, I'm not in the mood. And there's no offense taken because we already know what it is. So I think that's cool. But also, Mina was listening to the podcast and heard me say something and she had texted me like hey hey girl I just want to tell you I was listening to the podcast and noticed that you said xyz I can't remember exactly what it was but she was like yeah you know that might it might be offensive to some people because of this 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 and I was like so grateful I'm like thank you so much for telling me don't let me you know be out here looking crazy sometimes we just are so in the moment and we talk so fast and you may not realize what you say until after you listen mm-hmm. and they're like oh shit I hope that made sense or I hope I didn't you know say the wrong thing and so I just love the honesty, the fact that everything's on the table. There's no guesswork. It's just, it is what it is. That is an intimate friendship. Yes. And I think, you know, like some of the stuff that we've talked about on the podcast, like DeAndre will hit me up later and Mm -hmm. say, like you said, like, like Nina does with you and says, 
I think you might want to consider this or maybe next time, you know, you might want to give like, you might want to refresh the bullet point. So like, I think us going back and like making sure like that came from feedback that DeAndre Thank gave, you, DeAndre. Right? Okay, girl. Yes. And, and, and then also like some of that, like she'll listen to an episode and then we'll dive into our own processing of like, oh, I don't know if we ever really dove into that for mm-hmm. real. And then that'll lead to a deeper conversation for us. Love it. That's an intimate Friendship, like mm-hmm. what you like, what you share, you have with Nina, what mm-hmm. I have with DeAndre. Those are that higher level of intimate friendships yeah. where there's only one or two people in your life who will really be able to oc- fully occupy that space. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about friendships or people in your life who, obviously, no one's getting to that level where Mina is, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so. When you think about people that you've had to let go, does anyone like come to mind or can you think of any examples? Well, hopefully they're not listening because that would be really awkward. But um, (laughs) there are a few people that come to mind that I met at different stages in life. And so I'll just give you like one in particular, this person, we clicked, we had so much in common when we met. And what I noticed over the course of our relationship is how I often felt around her. Mm. And it wasn't always a good feeling. I, I've started to look at the relationship like, wait, why are we friends? And the and what came to mind for me was like, she is always taking, doesn't really give much, but taking, taking. It mm. seemed like I was giving a lot more than she was. And then there was like this air of like negativity and criticism and it was like everything you do, it's like it has to be criticized. And it's funny because it reminds me of someone in my life that's toxic that I had to cut off. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. And what I realized is when we, uh, when distance grew between us, so we moved locations and we were farther away from each other, the interaction just seemed very like, just seemed like a using person, someone that just wanted to use you. And so at that point, I went back and forth with, my, with myself, like, should I have a conversation? But at that point... There was so much time and distance between us that I was like, I don't even think a conversation is worth it because you haven't put any any effort. You've, you know, said things that you were going to do and then you didn't come through. And I, I'm too busy to be trying to chase down people and beg you for friendship. So I just kind of let it fizzle out and it is what it is. So that was one situation. Yeah, I think that's real that like to pay attention to how you feel when you're around that mm-hmm. person because you should feel safe. Yes. And you should feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that every conversation or every interaction is always going to be fun and exciting and yeah. comfortable or easy. Mm-hmm. But in general, you should feel comfortable around that person. Exactly. And I think that goes to kind of listening, really listening to your body and mm-hmm. letting your body let you know, no, no, no. Because there are some people you get around them and I, my body be responding, girl, like the gut, especially there are some people I even think about them and I just get this, this, mm, this gut wrenching sort of feeling where it's mm. like, oh, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to be around you. Like, I just don't feel your something energy, right. Yeah. The energy's not right. There's another friendship where... I thought we were good friends. Everything was cool. But then I noticed that this person, I believed as though, I believe they were envious of me. And that showed mm-hmm. up in other ways where they would kind of discourage me from 
doing things that I wanted to do or achieving, you know, just pursuing certain goals. And in that case, I was trying to help this person. So I'm like, dang, like I'm trying to help you do the things that you want to do. And you're the energy you're giving is very, very, it's very weird. Like it's, mm. yeah, it wasn't cool. So in that case, kind of did the same thing, kind of just fizzled off. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, you don't really have good energy. So it wasn't a relationship that was worth having a conversation. However, there were other friendships that I have. I would say this next person, it was maybe it was an intimate friendship and I had to have a conversation about the behavior because it was worth it. I'm like, we've we put so much time and we've had so much. I mean, you know a lot about me. I know a lot about you. Like we've built a really good friendship. It's worth having a conversation about. And in that situation, I did have a conversation about the behavior that I was like, yo, what's up? You know? And so, and that was a good point mm-hmm. of some relationships yeah. are not necessarily worthy of a conversation. You kind of just let them fizzle out. Yes. Right. But talk to me a little bit more about this converse, this friendship where, like you said, it was an intimate level. So mm-hmm. like, we're like, they're on level three, yeah. right? So they're like, they're on ride or die level, yep. you know? And you had to end that friendship. How did that conversation go? Because I could imagine that it's pretty scary. Well, the thing is, I actually didn't end it. What happened was my friend had just went ghost. And I knew that she had a lot going on in her life. But I was just like, yo, let a sister know that you need to like, say something so that I'm not guessing and wondering, like, well, shit, did I do something? Is everything okay? Whatever. So I had been trying to reach out. Nothing was happening. And it really, I was just like, damn, I, I'm the kind of person, I want closure. Mm-hmm. So don't just ghost me like, Say something, be like, you know, bitch, you stink. Something so I know what it is. Like, okay, if I stink, all right, I'll go put on some deodorant. Like, just let me know what's up. Don't just leave me hanging. And so what I did was I had a conversation. I was just like, hey, like, I just wanted to chat with you because, you know, I know that you have a lot going on. So first I just checked in to see, like, how is everything going in life? Where's, you know, what what are the updates? And then I was like, I want to bring something to your attention. Like, is is this a good time to talk about this concern? So I just brought up the fact that, I understand that you have a lot going on. And if you need space, that is a-okay. I do still value our friendship. I'm not sure where you stand with that, but I do still value our friendship and connection. And so for me, you know, I just felt kind of like I did something wrong or just felt like I didn't know what was going on. You know, I didn't know if Mm -hmm. you were okay. So in the future, I would just appreciate it if you could just let me know like, hey, Terry, I need some space. I need some time. Yo, I won't bother you. That's the boundary you set. I won't even, I'll just fall back until you're ready to reconvene or have a conversation. So we had that conversation. I was a little nervous about it because those are difficult conversations to have, but she took it well. It went well. And we kind of put something in place now where if you need some time, let me know and we'll be good. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like just being open to asking the real question, Mm -hmm. right? If it's worth it. Well, you said yeah, it was an intimate exactly. friendship. So exactly. then, to me, that's worth it. Yeah. If we're talking about an acquaintance, maybe let it fizzle out. Yeah. And or think about too, think about the context in mm-hmm. which you're in, because if it's an acquaintance that you're not interacting with on a consistent basis, that yeah. you don't have to interact with on a consistent basis. Okay, maybe yeah, we do just let it fizzle out. Right. But if this acquaintance is someone that you're at work with or that you're in school mm-hmm. with and you have to interact with on a regular, consistent basis, mm-hmm. it may be worth 
having a conversation. That's a good point. The other thing to think about, too, that we don't often, like, utilize Mm -hmm. is a mediator. Mm. Right? How would that look? So, in the workplace setting, it could be an official mediated Mm -hmm. session. Or it could be another third party who could be neutral in helping facilitate the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In an outside relationship, it could be someone who is familiar with the both of you and can be neutral and objective Mm -hmm. in that moment. And they're the one kind of guiding the conversation. For sure. That's a good point. I think that um, sometimes if it is an intimate relationship, people do change, right? As we evolve, some Mm -hmm. people, I don't know, evolving is usually positive, right? It's usually a progression. So the opposite of evolve, whatever that would be, some people do the opposite, right? They revert, I guess. I don't know. Regress. Regress. There we go. Regress. Thank you, Dom. They regress. If that's happening and someone does change, sometimes it may not be worth having a conversation with that intimate you know, relationship based on where they are. So I think you're right. It's all about context and like, where are we and what's it worth? You know, like what's your intention? Exactly. What's your goal? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about, we've talked about those levels of friendship, right? Like our acquaintance, our casual, our close and our intimate. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how to kind of rid ourselves of, relationships that are no longer serving us or the other person Mm -hmm. but how do we deal with people who are fake because you know that's our tagline right five rules to fake friends okay we can't we can't end year one without talking about the big ass folks (laughs) right big ass folks yes so what I guess for me, it's like, what are the signs of a fake friend? Because, and the reason I think this conversation, again, is so important is because the people who you have around you, what do they say? Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Right? right. That's a quote. And then when you think about, I realize more than ever now that who I have around me is so important. Like if you're bringing me down, if you have bad energy, we either have to have a conversation or you got to go if right. that doesn't change. And so when you think about fake friends, I mean, I think it's people an example would be like someone that makes you feel guilty if you're not hanging out with them. It's like no one has time for guilt trips. We all have busy lives and we have shit going on. Like don't try to guilt someone into, you know, hanging out or doing something that you want them to do. I think you can definitely let them know that you value the friendship. Like, oh, I really want to hang out with you, but guilting someone. So if this person's like putting you on or taking you on guilt trips because you're busy or you can't hang out, I would just question it and be like, hmm, Things that make you go, hmm. Exactly. What else, Don? What else do you think? Fake friends. I think one of the things that comes back up for me is what you mentioned earlier about how that person makes you feel. If you are around this person and this person is making you question who you are, hmm making you doubt yourself, Mm, right? Preach. You are preaching. Making you feel less than, making you feel shame, that's a fake friend. I'm with you. Sometimes it's very, they try to make it like a joke or it seems Mm -hmm. subtle, but I, at this, I'm I'm telling you at this point, I don't have a, I don't have tolerance for it. So I had one friend, she used to play around 
And I know that she wasn't saying it in a mean way, but with words, I'm so particular about the words that people use around me. And she would play around and be like, oh, hey, ugly. And I was like, you know what, boo? I was like, yeah, I don't really like that. And I, I gave her some context. Like, I, as someone that struggled with low self-esteem and depression, like, I've had to build myself up so much over the years with affirmations and with reprogramming. When you do that, it just, it, that does not feel good at all. Even though I know you're playing, like, I just don't like that. So if you continue to do that, I won't be talking to you. Because she kind of kept doing it as as a joke. And I was just like, okay, you don't realize that I'm not I'm not playing right now. Like, I'm dead serious. And finally, it clicked. And she's like, oh, okay, my bad. So, like, little things like that, it's so important. And that makes me think about another one, Don. The other one is they mock you and compliment you at the same time. So, that passive aggressive, mm. like, oh, Don, that article you wrote was so good. Who helped you write it? Little shit like that, girl. Ooh, that girl. little petty, subtle shit where you're like, is she joking or is she not? Mm-mm. Or... Yeah, when you're when you have to say to yourself, "Oh, damn, that was a backhanded compliment." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You got a question? Is this a real friend? <laughs> Something else that comes up in terms of a fake friend. They gossip about other people all the time. The thing is, is that we all gossip. Yes. If someone tells me that they never gossip, I'm calling them a liar. I like the tea. We all like the tea. Okay. Okay? But some of us more so than others. The person who that's all they can bring to the table Mm -hmm. is gossip about other people. Mm -hmm. Chances are that means that when they leave that conversation with you, they are sharing your business with everyone else. They are gossiping about everyone else. That is not a real friend a real friend is not out there spreading all your business and spreading all everyone else's business and doing it in a negative way let the church say amen (laughs) the other one i would say is they only see you as a means to an end so if you think about the patterns in the lifetime of the relationship they're always taking now you know i have some friends where Maybe you're not in a position right now. Maybe you have five kids. You're not in a position to be, you know, paying for dinner. So it's like, girl, I got you. It's cool. Like, I know it's okay. I'm offering, so it's different. But this person, they will, like, take advantage of it. Or they'll constantly call you. And when they call you, they always have a need. Like, oh, girl, can you do my hair? Can you take me here? Can you do that? And it's like, well, damn, when I look at the relationship holistically, what are you bringing to the table? Right. A lot of asks, right? Right. There's nothing reciprocal. In this relationship. And the thing is, is that in a friendship, that reciprocity is does not have to be matched tit for tat. Exactly. Right? But there is a level of reciprocity there mm-hmm. in a real friendship. And so when we think about what we really need in life, right, in terms of real friends, we're all going to have multiple acquaintances, Right. And I think it's okay for us to be okay with that, to recognize that we are not going to have 7,000 <laughs> intimate friendships. Mm-hmm. That, that's impossible. That sounds overwhelming. Just Way to even too think about it. I'm right. like, oh my God, that's too much, too much, too much. <laughs> because if you think about the emotional labor, and I don't mean that in like a negative way, But if I'm truly giving of myself, 
I cannot truly give of my entire self to 7,000 people. Mm -hmm. That's impossible. Yeah. So, but it's okay if you want to have 7,000 Facebook and Instagram friends, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because they're not going to know everything. It's going to be surface. And that's okay. But then moving into having, like, your casual friendships, your close friendships, and those one or two intimate friendships, those are the relationships that you invest more time and energy into and will also invest more time and energy into you. Yes. So that means be careful who you have around your kids, Mm -hmm. your man, your woman, your partner, your family, and whoever those friends are that you have around, they are also giving off energy. Right. Right? So it's so important to be mindful of who we keep around us. We're getting rid of fake friends, okay? We're not bringing them into the new year with us. And I think it's important for us to get clear on, like, where do these people stand in my life so that you know how you should show up? You shouldn't be overexerting and doing so much for people that are only going to meet you halfway or not even meet you at all. Right. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I know that everything is working out for my good, even when things don't go as planned. We'll see you next week, lady.